Blog Talk Radio. Happy Fourth of July, and this is Patty Holstrand. This is KWAD Radio. We're on live today, and we're just quite excited to get we're going to get some crowd here. But first, before we start doing that uh, and getting all these peeps in here, we've got to talk about one other thing. Uh, we got to talk about somebody who is uh, just Christopher Lyle. He's looking to get to Finland or bust. Uh, you can take a look at youcaring.com. There's a free online fundraiser. Obviously, he's uh, it's a crowdfunder, so any little bit will help him. He's trying to raise some money in order to get him to Finland and that we can start a business with a friend of his. So any little bit helps. Take a look at it. Uh, I definitely got the information down below. And with every crowdfunding, you guys uh, just need to help out a little bit. And definitely get him right. As you know, getting somebody to another country takes a little bit of money. So I'm going to add that to the bottom here, and that way you guys can you know, ch- choose yourself whether or not you wish to help out. And along with fundraising, now we're getting to our main guests here. Our fundraiser, uh, which of course is a movie called Helsing, and it's by Art of War Pictures. They could really use their help, and well, for all those peeps out there that I know you guys like horror movies, this is definitely up your alley, so... I am also going to put the, that Kickstarter there, and they could definitely, definitely need your help because they got 19 more days left, and they've got a lot of money they need to. Uh, I mean, no, it's not a whole lot of money. It's and it, they need some incidentals, and they have obviously been going on the amount that they have. And so we're quite happy to have them aboard, of course. And also, I'm going to include your, yeah, their Kickstarter down there, projects at Art Award slash Helsing. And that is a real Kickstarter program. Yes, call now. Do we need to just call the select one? I don't have any idea on the selection because that's, um, I believe so. I know you got somebody in here. And we'll have to take a look here. Let's see. So this is Patty Holstrand. This is um, KWAD Radio. And yes, definitely call in now. That's a 774 number, or 775 number. And just let anybody know who's supposed to be calling in. I can't physically call out, but you can definitely call in to 714-242-5145. And if you go ahead and hit the one, I shouldn't think there would be too many problems getting in. That's number three. Hi. This is three zero three four. 
Hello. Oops, we lost him. Uh, number 3034, can you go ahead and give us a call back? You were definitely on there. And our guests of honors are trying to call in right now, Ryan Johnson. And, of course, this is for the movie Helsing. It's a horror movie that is is a little more gory than usual. And it looks like we got Ryan in here. So let me ask. And Ryan. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? I'm doing good. Sometimes you just gotta you know, get in there and try to get. Uh, I know. I it, was, it was quite a struggle, but it's okay. It was entirely. We'll just blame my screenwriter Will. It's just his fault. What do you say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's usually my fault anyway. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, Patty, uh-huh. we appreciate it very much. You taking the time today. I'm with uh, Will Hirsch, my screenwriter, as well as my director of photography, Jason Sievers. Well, hi everyone. You got you got a shout out and tell us who you are. Uh, I am Ryan Johnston. I am the director of Helsing, uh, and uh, I'm also with uh, Will Hirsch. I'm the screenwriter on the project. And I'm Jason Sievers. I'm the director of photography. And we have your Kickstarter program listed on the bottom of the chat screen, just for anybody to know. Uh, if you scroll, scroll down a little bit, you've got some chat there. If you if you just don't have a way to call in, you can uh, ask questions right on that chat box. And uh, also, you know, I know you've got some people there already looking at you, already listening, so we can see you in the dark. And that's right up your guys' alley with the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am, that's absolutely correct. You you got a lot of darkness, and you know if they get on your Kickstarter, they can definitely see the little video that you have of the movie itself, including some clips from the movie. You want to lead us into tell us a, about what you've got on that, so that way they can uh, be prepared. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, the story. Um, obviously, as you see, it's um, it's called Helsing. Uh, it follows the story of Doctor Van Helsing, the great vampire slayer. Um, in the film, he is on a quest or a search to find Dracula and take revenge um, for uh, his lost love um, that he actually lost several years ago at the hand of Dracula. Uh, along his travels, he's joined by a priest named Luke, who is sent by the church to assist Van Helsing in searching for Dracula. And in our short film, uh, they actually come in contact with a vampire that they believe knows the location of where Dracula is. Um, they actually have to interrogate her, only to find that they've kind of fallen into a trap, and they have to face off against another vampire named Moria, who is a, kind of our goddess vampire, if you will, and essentially our uh, our antagonist in the film. Yes, and and I noticed that uh, he, you have Luke there. He's kind of like the, uh, I, I guess you would call him a humorous, the you know the humorous trying to make the here it is a serious movie. But you got a little bit of humor, which of course it does make more fun to, uh, of any movie to have a little bit of humor involved in there. You've got uh, Luke who just doesn't believe uh, in in the monsters that that uh, that Helsing's talking about. Essentially, yeah, my my screenwriter Willis here, he kind of actually is more the one that developed the concept of Luke. So I think he can kind of give you a little bit of insight about Luke's character. If you want to take this one, Will. Yeah, uh, Luke at the start of the story, he's. Uh, He's really he idolizes Helsing and kind of a little bit of a fanboy thing going on with him. He uh, totally believes in vampires, but he believes more in uh, Helsing's quest. Uh, 
Now, when we see them in the short film, the Kickstarter that you saw, he's just getting introduced to him, getting introduced to his world. He's a little naive about it, but mm -hmm. uh, he kind of gets broken in in the film that we're hoping to make. Um, I Originally, he was a little bit of a smaller character, but we since have kind of built him up, and he's uh, he's got kind of a good buddy cop relationship going on with Helsing. Almost like a lethal weapon type relationship. <laughs> well, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and Helsing, he's quite a drinker. Uh, yes, yeah, he is. In the in the story that we follow with Helsing, he um, there's a little bit of a backstory with him, and you you learn more about it in our uh, in the piece that we're going to be coming out with the remaining of the, the rest of the film, which we hope to shoot towards the end of July, beginning of August. Um, and and with that, he um, he's actually immortal. Uh, Van Helsing's been alive for hundreds of years during the uh, since the Victorian era, where he was bit by Dracula, and so he was he was cursed by Dracula to kind of walk the earth forever. But unlike Dracula and that of every other person that Dracula has ever come in contact with, when bitten, he didn't change into a vampire. He changed kind of into something else, you know, a walking um, immortal man or hunter, if you will, who from that time was employed by the church um, and, uh, and is essentially given all the, the, the weapons and money that, he's, that he needs in order to hunt down Dracula. Um, so he's been doing that for quite some time now at this point. And when we come to the story um, of today's story, it really has been uh, years that he's been looking for Dracula. And he's always, he just seems to always be one step behind him. And obviously, as you can see with his drinking, he's very sloppy in his methods. And that's one of the reasons why the church sends Luke. They feel that Luke is really kind of the polar opposite of Helsing and really can kind of balance his character. And I'm sure, as you can see with the relationship between them in the beginning, things get off to a rocky start and, you know, Helsing really doesn't want anything to do with Luke in that in that perspective. Well, he doesn't want to, you know, have to be a babysitter. <laughs> that, that's the and, best way you could have put it. Very good, Patty. That's yeah. exactly what we were going for. So mission accomplished. <laughs> so, yeah, I like Luke. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of those innocent types that, you know, doesn't believe in boogeymen. Um, but I think that probably changes pretty quick, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you, you could say um, there's definitely going to be a growth within our character and within our story. And, you know, Anthony Nabadano, who, uh, who is the actor that plays Luke, um, and just did a tremendous job at really getting in touch with the character. And uh, Patrick Morrison, who does play Van Helsing, um, they really, um, they are actually friends um, in their personal life. And so they did know each other prior to the film. So the relationship at Bond, we feel, just, they have a real genuine connection, which you really see and we hope to really grow and expand on um, coming up with the next installment that we plan on filming. So tell me about the filming itself. Are you doing that in Arizona, or where are you doing that? Uh, yeah, actually, um, my, my DP director of photography, Jason Severs, it's really kind of a, really a, a director's photography's crew, and I'm really my cast. But he can kind of elaborate a little bit more for you on what we're going to be doing as far as the filming goes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so filming this, we're actually shooting it here, um, not only in Phoenix, but we're all students of the Scottsdale Community Film Program. And um, at SCC, we have access to these wonderful studios. And so since a lot of this uh, story actually takes place inside of this old abandoned house, uh, we are working on building a set within the studios, and we're shooting most of the film uh, almost entirely on a soundstage. And that's why uh -huh. we're kind of using a Kickstarter so that we can get money, so that way we can make, you know, really professional Hollywood-level sets. Well, I did notice that you had a church. Did you guys, uh, you know, build that church? As part of your set? No, that's no, that church actually um, is a local landmark here in uh, Phoenix. 
in the in the town of Goldfield, and um, we were oh, fortunate okay. enough to uh, talk to the people down there, and they they loved that uh, we were making this short film. They were more than willing to let us, you know, shoot at that location, and so, um, and so you know, we shot down there, and it was great because it's a beautiful looking church, um, very uh, very time period esque, which is what we were really looking for. Because even though this isn't a period piece a lot of it is kind of set in kind of that Western environment. And so the moment we saw that church, we knew we had to get it. And uh, luckily, uh, Pastor Dave and his family who own it um, were great, very supportive, and let us shoot there. As you said, that's in Goldfield area? Yes. Ah, Out okay. uh, towards the Apache Station. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that's a school area. Uh, you know, nice. You said, of course, you wanted it to be uh, not have too many buildings around it, and so that definitely worked well then. Yes, definitely. I mean, because we wanted it to be kind of like an old abandoned church out in like kind of this prairie, and so we didn't want it to be in like the heart of the city or anything like that. We we just mm-hmm. wanted it to kind of look like it was out in the middle of nowhere to kind of establish where the film is supposedly taking place because this abandoned house that the rest of the film takes place in is also kind of out in the outskirts of nowhere. So are you have guys having trouble trying to get you know, areas in which it looks period, you know, the right period that you're working with? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Uh, Arizona is full of rich history here, actually. You know, all you have to do is kind of walk outside of the city a little bit, and you see it everywhere you go. And so um, I haven't really, you know, I think Ryan and the producers have been doing more of that than I have. But every location that they've shown me so far has been great, and you know I instantly fall in love with it because they just look like the the time period. Because most of these buildings actually were built, you know, back in the early 1900s, and so they just are the way that they are because that's when they were made, and so it's fantastic. Yeah, that definitely works well. It's when the right period in the first place. <laughs> yes. So how did you guys come up with the idea um, on the script itself? Uh, was it based on something, you know, that somebody, you know, was not happy with some of the horror movies out so far or about vampires and thought, you know what, let's just be more truer to what the uh, vampire legend should be? Um, with the um, with the film, kind of the concept of where I evolved the film, uh, you know, as I obviously seen, you know, the previous uh, Van Helsing movie that we had used and, and um, um, and basically with it, we, um, you know, I felt that nothing, no disrespect to any, obviously, of the previous vampire films. I, I took a lot of different movies and a broad, you know, spectrum of vampire films that I grew up kind of seeing, and I think kind of Will as well, my screenwriter, had kind of grown seeing. And we said, okay, well, what about them do we like? What about them do we think can kind of improve? And we watched films and inspiration from 30 Days of Night, Lost Boys, uh, Van Helsing, um, John Carpenter's Vampires. And, and I always felt that, there was always a you know a level um, and a difference of, uh, of vampires that really has a seductive side, but also a really animalistic side. And I really wanted to take a world where you couldn't really tell the difference between the two. You know, you didn't know what the difference was between you know a seductive look and a crazed eyed look. And and that's really what I these vampires come from. You know, uh, Jing Song and Desiree Strenovitz, who are both our female actresses that are playing the roles of the vampires Jade and Moria in the film. Um, they really push the limits in that regard. And that's one of the reasons why I push really hard to, you know, introduce female vampires more so than male. Um, I feel that uh, it's one of those things in general. I'm a firm believer that 
women are the dominant race sometimes, you know, because girls can just make <laughs> men do anything, really. And, and, I, and, you know what I mean? It's really true, though. Every guy's like, oh, men are superior. Like, no, like, women can make guys do anything. But They're, just, really they're just more vicious. <laughs> right, right. And, we, and with both these actresses, you know, Jing uh, is a local Arizona actress as well as Desiree, and they both just um, are on numerous projects all the time. They both have a great, great experience, and I'm so privileged and fortunate to be able to work with both of them that they just deliver. I mean, you know, with my rehearsals with them and what I've been able to do so far in talking with them, they both really have a great understanding of these characters. And, um, you know, and they're very they're very fortunate, looking forward to getting into the blood and makeup uh, aspect of things and diving into this film. And also, Well, I uh, thought they looked, they looked kind of young. I thought the ladies looked a little, little young. Um, but can you elaborate on their age and, and how that plays into the characters? Yeah, not a problem, not a problem. Um, with Desiree Stranovich, she is, uh, she's, I believe, 19, and uh, Jing Song is 26. And um, one thing I can tell you, the first reason primarily is with the casting of this film, I knew I wanted a certain look, and I wanted a certain style. And with these actresses, regardless of the age, the the way they played the characters blew me away initially. So I was like, well, i got to have you no matter what. You know, um, They are young, but in our film, that's one of the things I think is kind of in a way our weapon. Um, you know, vampires, once bitten, are essentially immortal. Um, they will live forever, and they don't age. And so with these characters, even though you're seeing them as young, the words that they're saying and the dialogue that they're using is very much so um, an older person, if you will, an old soul in that regard. And, um, and that's really what it, what's, what's amazing about this concept of this film is you see these vampires at first, they're young, but when you hear them talk, you really see the true depth of just how old they are, you know, and their style and their confidence mm -hmm. and intermixed with the fact of their beauty, you know, and I, and I think that they both fit the part in that regard and that uh, they are really, when it comes to the audience factor of what you're going to see, you will be blown away, and you will be very surprised as well, because I think the, uh, people, a lot of people walk away from the film going, wow, they were young, but you just you, you couldn't tell, you know, with the way they handled themselves. And both of them are 100% seasoned professional actors, um, actresses, excuse me, um, and they, um, they both are very good at their craft, as, as is our entire cast in that regard. So um, I, I intentionally went that route. I went a little bit younger. I wanted to do that, and I really wanted to challenge um, ourselves as well as a production team and as a unit, and Will and me wanted to... Uh, to push the limits of that, you know. And then typically in a lot of films, vampire films, you see they are older, especially the more, um, you know, higher art, you know, hierarchy of vampires, what they are. So I think that's what brings it such a, what makes Helsing such a unique concept in that regard as well. You know, it's different. You're not used to seeing that. And I think that's what the fans and the people that watch this film will walk away from. And I think when it's done right, which I believe Helsing will do, do it justice, um, that, that uh, you'll, it may in, in, in an impact, a variety of horror genre films in that regard of just how professional and how well a young actor or actress can come off and really sell the fact that they have an older soul to them. That does work. That, and that I can see your point there. Uh, definitely would show their skill by being able to, to portray you know somebody older inside. And uh, that we, we've seen some of that in some of the you know uh, older movies done with vampires. Uh, so that's definitely, a, a, I can see your point. And we do have yeah. a caller. Are you, re you guys ready? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Number 1337, are you there? 1337, that would be me. Hola, Patty, it's Hal. Hey, Hal, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm on the road, so apologize for the background noise. That's okay. It makes it sound like we're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Round to go. 
Hal is a well. I'll let Hal introduce himself. He's an independent uh, film film uh, reviewer, so I thought it would be great for him to come on and talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. I'm Hal Estelle. I run the Apocalypse Later film blog, and I've actually reviewed some of the people in your film. So this is uh, a very appropriate, I think, for me to be here. There you go. And we, we, who we have on the call? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. We uh, we're talking about the characters being older inside compared to how young they looked. And uh, so you yeah, that makes sense. About... I watched the uh, I watched the Kickstarter promo video, the prologue, which looked very very good. Uh, and I can certainly see that you've got a couple of characters there that look a lot younger than we expect them to look like. But there there wasn't a hint of that creepy Twilight sort of tone, which was awesome. <laughs> That's thank a good you very thing. much. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're if we're going to prepare, that word. very anti-Twilight. <laughs> we were, so thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> but any Twilight fans that want to donate, please donate. Like, come see our movie too. We don't want to exclude thank you. There you go. I, you know, vampires. Hey, you know. I did notice that you guys used a whole lot of blood. Um, you know that they kind of stay in, the blood stays on their face and and you know goes down their their clothes. Um, yeah, how do you get to stay like that? That that'd be yeah. You know, um, I'm, just, I'm glad you asked that as well. Actually, um, one of the um, one of the things that I myself going into this when it came to picking my crew and cast is I was very particular about who I chose. Because at SEC, and even in Arizona, there is a group of filmmakers that I believe are rising talent. And that's one of the things that, as young as our, as our cast is, our crew is no different. Um, everyone working on this project is young as well. And we're all hungry filmmakers that just do it because we love it. When it comes to the makeup aspect, um, once again, that's no different. Autumn Lewis is our visual effects and makeup artist, and our, our makeup artist on special. Our special effects are our makeup artist, as well as actually our head department of wardrobe um, and hair. She's actually wielding all three. Uh, she has a very good team underneath her, um, and um, they, uh, they're they working very hard and diligent to it to bring the best. And she herself has a lot of methods that she's using um, outside the box, and that's really what I love about her style. And so when it comes to the makeup and the blood and the gore, what you're going to see in this film, you know, we really just wanted to give you a taste um, of Helsing, and that's what we'd hope to deliver in this Kickstarter. And I think we were able to deliver that appropriately, but come the film, um, Autumn's got definitely plenty more uh, bloody bags and uh, tricks and surprises in store for what we have coming in the band. So she's she's very good at what she does. So uh, really good special effects and and how do you guys get the money to do? I mean, how much how much green screening are you doing on this? Not a good question. I'm actually going to give that one over to director our director of photography, Jason Severus, because he, like I said, it's, it's his uh, his set. So here he is. Well. Uh, for green screen, actually, you know, with this film, we wanted to focus on making as many of the effects that we're going to have, you know, as practical as possible. Because the thing with green screen is even good green screen, you can look at it and you can tell, you know, it's ah, that's, that's green screen. It doesn't look real. It doesn't interact with the environment correctly. And so we're avoiding green screen for the most part. Um, in fact, there's no plan to use green screen at all for this film. All of it's going to be done practically. It's going to be done realistically. It's going to be done all on set. Uh, in camera as we're shooting it. And for me, you know, as a director of photography, that's fantastic because I don't have to think about, you know, how it's going to look after effects are applied. You know, we're creating those effects in camera. I see it, you know, everyone gets to see it 
right then and now. And, you know, that's great for us, you know, the creative crew, but it's also great for the actors because they don't have to imagine what's up on that green wall behind them. I mean, the wall's there. Or, you know, the times when we're, like, firing weapons or things like that. I mean, that stuff's real to the actors, and that's going to be, you know, really help. Uh, that's going to really help kind of sell the realism of this film. So, again, we're looking to do very little on the post side of things and hopefully do most of our special effects in camera. Um, and I was actually in favor of doing all green screen and having our actors wear green suits and CG the whole thing, but I was shot down because of the astronomical cost and that it was a bad idea. So they rightfully ignored me. Writers are great on the computer. When it comes to production, we go, we go to the Yeah. Bring all the words out. Then. If the words on the page, you've got what you need, you move on. So, uh, yeah. So we, we've got a lot of voices in the back. Um, Hal, just so you know who's... Uh, Ryan, can you introduce You know who's speaking? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, um, so as I said, um, my name is Ryan Johnson. I am the director for Helsing. Um, and then I'm joined by Will Hurst, uh, who is the screenwriter. Um, we work together on the developing the story. And then Jason Sievers is my director of photography. Um, and so he, uh, as well as with us, there's three of us. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah, I've seen Jason's work because I go to see Eduardo and Ted at the Jerome Indie Film and Music Festival last month, which was an excellent little short, and that was shot very well. So that, that bodes well for this project as well. Great, thank you. Uh, I had a great pleasure helping work on that film, um, working with Brittany Meinhardt, the director, and Michael Perry, the director of photography. I was their camera operator, and it was a wonderful um, experience. And the thing is, you know, that was an FTC student film. And a lot of times I find, you know, when you mention, oh, we're student filmmakers, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, so you're, you're kind of learning how to make movies, but you don't make movies, right? But no, the thing is, you know, Ever since I started going to SCC, I started seeing the immense amount of talent of all these young people who have dreams and aspirations to, you know, aspire to be great filmmakers someday. And um, the thing is, though, they don't have to wait someday. They're all great filmmakers now. They have the skills. They have the talent. And that translates into this production as well. Almost every single person on this project, as far as it goes for crew, is or was at some point a student at SCC. Uh, myself included, Ryan, Will, we all go to this school, and it's a great place because not only are you getting an opportunity to learn about making films, but you're meeting people who have a dedicated interest in filmmaking and are themselves just talented because you can't really make it far in this industry if you don't really have a passion for it and kind of like a natural predisposition for making movies. And everyone who's on this project has those things. And so... Again, Eduardo and Ted, an entirely student-made project, housing the same thing, but don't think student and think amateur, unprofessional. You know, it really is something that could hopefully rival, you know, what's done by professional film crews in other states. Yeah, and there's a lot of good schools in the Valley making films. I mean, you've got SEC, you've got ASU, you've got UAT, I mean, at Jerome, we even saw we we even saw high school shorts that were often of really high quality. I mean, I've seen professionally done shorts with professional actors that weren't as good as some of those student shorts. So yeah, as long as as long as people are making films and they keep making films and making films, they learn how it works. They learn what they're good at. 
and they, they end up doing good work if they don't start off doing good work. So it's, it's good to see students moving out and doing something of this length. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another percent is Ryan again. Yeah, no, absolutely, sir. I completely agree with you um, in that regard. And I believe, actually, because I know um, I recently heard a review or read a review of yours as well um, with Jump Ship Production um, on their Face of Innocence film that they had done, which, coincidentally, Dreads Race Renovus, who's playing Maury in our film, is also an actress in their film. And that's just a perfect example of just people that really go above and beyond, you know, in good crews. And I know JP and his production team at Jump Ship Productions, they do just phenomenal work um, as well. And so it's so I definitely agree with you. I uh, I feel there's a strong community of filmmakers here in Arizona, um, and, uh, you know, we're working toward achieving a level that surpasses anything even you'd see almost in L.A. Well, best of luck to you with that. Um, I know Jump Ship Productions, they do good work. The Face of Innocence is my favorite of the four short films that they've <laughs> done is, so far. Mine as well. Mine as well. Yep. <laughs> So I had a couple of questions, if um, if that's okay, Patty. Oh, definitely. Go for it. So one was uh, asking about the length of the film. I mean, it looks like you're aiming at 20 minutes or 30 minutes, which is a pretty substantial short. Uh, are you worried about the length um, as far as getting seen? A lot of film festivals will have problems programming something that long because it's too short to be a feature, but it's too long to, to fit in a shorts program. Good question. Right. That's a very good question. Very good question. Um, going into this initially, we kind of had anticipated that. We really wanted to take the time to think about everything that we had done. So Will and I both, um, in developing this script, along with Jason, um, you know, we knew going in that we were going to be shooting for roughly, you know, a, a 20 to 30-minute film, you know, 25 kind of being the median of it. And after filming the first portion for our Kickstarter, as you know, the Kickstarter is nine minutes long. But the actual film itself is about six and a half. So it's not very long interviews. Most of it is the film itself. So we've already got, you know, six and a half minutes in. We've got a lot more coming up and shooting that we're going to be doing in this July to August. Um, with this film, we knew that if there was a way to develop it where we had to edit pieces out or take pieces of the story out, could we still make it work? Could you still make it flow? Could you still tell a story? And, and with this film, there's such a strong character base and such a strong build that um, that we feel we can. So it's, you know, not necessarily a concern of ours in that regard um, of how long it may be. Um, we also do plan on also cutting up a, a trailer for this as well and having that as another promotional market for anything that we can do um, in terms of any potentially other investors or other producers out there that might be interested in seeing our work. Because, as you know, I'm sure everyone knows, it's a little difficult to get a producer, an executive producer to sit down for 30 minutes and watch your film. But in regards to the... Uh, you know, the element of entering other film festivals and things of that sort, we feel we have a strong enough product, and we've been speaking very um, a lot with our, our actual our lead editor as well, um, Ryan Tucker, in that regard. Um, and he knows, you know, from the script base that we have, that we have essentially different ways that we can edit the story together to be shorter but still get the point across. You know, so it's um, we definitely thought ahead in that regard, knowing that we have a variety of what we're able to do. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's not just... Uh, you know, we're making films here for an audience. We will make films so that people can see them. And, you know, we love to go to film festivals ourselves, see short films there. But a lot of the films that, you know, I watch these days, I see online on the Internet, you know. And, yes, 20 minutes can be long, and 20 minutes is definitely long in the world of YouTube where you're used to, like, little five-minute videos. But there is definitely an audience out there on the Internet for these longer short films, especially when you look at sites like Vimeo. And we hope to also connect to an audience through this online format because, really, we just want to see this film get seen by as many people as possible. We don't want geographic location to kind of hinder that. And so not only are we hoping to put this film in festivals, but this will eventually go online so other people can see it and, you know, enjoy something that we created. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I guess that leads um, to my next question. Your, your funding on Kickstarter, which is uh, 100% or nothing, right? If, if you reach your goal, you're funded. If you don't reach your goal, you're not. So two halves to the question. What are you going to do if you don't get funded? And what are you going to do if you get funded to the tune of three or four times what you're aiming for? You know, you raise 20 grand instead of five. Right, absolutely, and, that, and that's a very good question. Um, uh, in regards to if we don't get funded, um, we're passionate enough about this project, and I have a passionate enough team and a driving force behind us that we're going to make this film regardless. We will do the best that we can to the, you know, to the element of our resources, um, and, you know, that's the big thing with my production team is even though we have a crew of 35 people, we're essentially a family and we'll all work together to help each other out and do anything we can to make this film because we believe it's something that people should see. People should see this story and see the relationship between Helsing and Luke because, you know, who knows what it's going to do for someone else out there as far as any inspiration, whether it's somebody who else themselves wants to make a film or somebody who's just inspired by watching it, you know, or a group of friends that can walk away going, that was a pretty good vampire film. I, I enjoyed it. You know, we, Either way, we feel that, you know, we started this and we're going to finish this no matter what. And that's the big driving force behind it. Um, so we will do our best and everything on our own power um, to fund our film the best that we can out of our own pockets, just as we've done already. Uh, the Kickstarter film that you're watching online was fully 100% funded uh, by myself, as well as a couple of my producers, uh, Sage Greenwald and Nate Hales, who have been phenomenal um, in, dri in the driving force behind this. And that was one thing that we told ourselves from the beginning, that we are going to make this film no matter what. Now, um, financially, is it going to be a struggle? Of course it will be a struggle, you know, and, um, and are we going to be able to build quite the sets that we had hoped for and have the extravagant things we had hoped for with a $5,000 budget? No, you know, not necessarily, but it doesn't take away from the fact that we have a great script, a great story, and a great cast, and no matter what money we get, that's not going to change, and we know we can deliver the product that we feel that this film deserves, you know, even if we have to do it ourselves. Now, in terms of, obviously, if our Kickstarter was to be promoted higher, which, of course, we would love, believe me, you know, um, our hope with that is that we can do the exact same as I said before. Um, you know, we can drive and deliver a product that everyone deserves to see 100%. And my hope is that the story itself can evolve and grow. Um, the short film we have um, that we are creating and the script that we've written is definitely, definitely left open-ended to a point where you can grow and see more, you know, be introduced more to the world of Helsing and the characters that surround him in terms of all of that. So with a higher budget, we would hope to film even a greater film, you know, or possibly even reshoot the film to a, a larger scale. You know, this is a, a story that me and Will both feel deserves and has the potential for a feature basis, and we know that. Um, and so we, we thought to ourselves, well, how can we deliver this film in such a way that he could tell the great story within 20 or 30 minutes, but have people walking away going, I could see that being a bigger film. I could see this film growing. And, you know, if we had the money and the resources to do that, we would do that. But we would make sure that we did it with the same people we started the project with. And that's one thing I'm very adamant about is local filmmaking in Arizona and working together as one family and one unit. I have no intentions at all if this film was to get a twenty or $30,000 budget behind it that we would do anything in regards of outsourcing or going somewhere else to film it. Started in Arizona with Arizona talent and Arizona crew, it's going to end that way. Very good, good to hear that. There's plenty of talent to choose from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that uh, Arizona has... In my opinion there, you know, Arizona is just um, it's just a, a bomb waiting to go off, you know, with how much talent is here, both with crew and with actors as well. There's an immense, an immense talent of people in pool here. And the best thing about it is that there's so many people that are humble. They just love their craft, and they do it just to do it. You know, as any actor or actress here can tell you, you know, I mean, Desiree Serenovitz, Jing Song, you know, they are two people that know they do it because they love it. You know, Anthony Abadano, Patrick Morrison, they – 
they do it because they love it. You know, it's very difficult to make a living as a professional actor in Arizona, but I don't think that's going to be seen for very long. I think it's only a matter of time before uh, people start seeing that evolution come. You know, I know that Rose, with, uh, you know, shooting the feature of Speak No Evil uh, last year, he really stuck true to that in that regard as well, and it's kind of been a real driving force with Mindplate and everything that they've been doing um, in their work here in the Arizona community, and that's what it is. That's what I love about Arizona is it's a talented pool of filmmakers, but at the same time, it's a family. You know, everyone kind of knows everybody. Just like we said, you know, I'm meeting you for the first time, and we're already talking about Jump Ship's production, right? I mean, we all kind of know, you know, there's a family and a unity here that I feel you won't find in California or Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Go ahead, Patty. I know you uh, you wanted to answer questions, uh, ask questions as well. Yeah, I asked quite a few of them, and, and you're, you're, you've got some really great ones. And we're talking about steampunk a little bit. Um, you've got something written down on your information about steampunk. Do you think that the uh, the, the appeal, uh, the in- increase of appeal of steampunk, will actually help your film to you know get some new people that to to your work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, my, uh, Will here is going to uh, take over that question because he himself is a real passion, I know, for this. So uh, here's Will. Yeah, I mean, the, the steampunk look is, um, you know, I think a lot of things come to mind. Things like there's the steampunk novels and sort of Victorian era, sort of that steampunk technology. We're kind of bringing it, you know, out of the past and putting it into a modern setting. So, you know, the steampunk is going to look a little more logical. It's going to fit within this universe. I, and based on some of the props and wardrobes I've seen, it looks phenomenal so far. And we wanted to make sure that it didn't feel out of place in the story. So as it is right now, it you know, it feels like, you know, it's a lived in world with a little bit of steampunk elements. Right. Uh that's never that's never been done before. Like I you know, I've always seen it in stuff that's set in like old timey settings. Now we're bringing it to something where it makes sense and it's logical. Um and so I it's just such a cool look. I if I might be wrong, but I, I think that there's there is a lot more of the uh, horror that's going to steampunk era, era. and uh, and, the, and again, it might be because you know, more people are interested in that in that time period. Uh, am I am I wrong in assuming that that would help? The steampunk as a genre is growing, um, but as far as like whenever I see the stories take place, they're always in the past or in some sort of fantasy setting. So we're kind of removing that element and putting it uh, in a modern setting, which is something unique. Uh, so it is growing in popularity, which I think will help us out a lot. But as opposed to, like, when I see it in uh, other books and other films and even, like, comic books, uh, it feels like it belongs in this movie, whereas in some other works it feels like it's sort of tacked on. So, like I said, it feels very lived in, it feels very much like it's part of this universe, which I think is really is really something that makes it stand out. Okay, good. Um, Hal, do you want to talk to him about distribution? I'm sure you know more about that than I do. I'd, I'd be happy to talk about steampunk as a proud member of the Arizona Steampunk Society. Um, <laughs> I saw the gun in the uh, the prologue. That that looked uh, looked very nice indeed. I'm looking forward to seeing more of the the steampunk element. Um, I agree. It's it's mostly done in the past, but there are some uh, more contemporary things. You've got Warehouse 13, of course, uh, which is contemporary, and there's even a, a local Arizona short called Wishing Skull by Ben Jewell, which is sort of now and going back. You know, it, it occupies two times, and you've got a steampunk theme to that whole thing as well. But you've got a lot of steampunks in, in Arizona. There's a very strong uh, community. I mean, not just the Arizona Steampunk Society, but you've got Tucson, you've got Flagstaff, you've got a few other 
groups that are very active. Um, yeah. So Definitely. you've got a, a serious audience to tap into there. And, you know, absolutely. potential extras even. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> they can come in in their own costumes. <laughs> Definitely would work. So uh, as far as distribution, what do you guys hope to to do after the film's over, uh, after you get it all ready to, to show? As far as distribution. Um, yeah. In terms of distribution, um, we have a couple avenues we're going. As I was saying, um, you know, Rose with his company in Mindplate, um, they are definitely uh, thriving in regards to uh, wanting to grow with the local community um, and being able to promote films and being able to put them on Mindplate TV and, and view them. And that's one avenue we hope to go um, down the road and being uh, having the privilege and um, honor of being able to be on there. Um, in addition to that, we are going to be putting, helping as many festivals as we can um, to, uh, to get it the promotion that it deserves and to get it out there as far as it can, you know, really be taken. Um, in terms of uh, individual like package promotion and such, as you can see from our Kickstarter, um, with the rewards in some of the, um, the donations that you give, you will receive a copy of the DVD as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes um, of the making of the film, cast and crew interviews, and even bloopers. You know, which I, I love <laughs> myself. Every film should have bloopers. You got you know you got to laugh, right? So, right. Um, and that's really one of the things that we hope to do is to be able to have individual DVDs that we can um, you know sell to anyone that was interested in buying them, and obviously give them to anyone that was able to help kickstart our uh, you know with our Kickstarter promotion. So that's the extent of promotion that we hope to do. Um, as I said, you know we feel that the um, the film can really grow um, and get a little bit bigger. Um, and so me and Will are going to be expanding on this story as we have been and um, and, uh, and see how much further we can take it, you know, um, and, uh, you know, and push for that. You know, my hope for distribution in that regard is if we could find the financial backing or backers um, to help support this film and make it bigger, um, you know, we I could definitely see Helsing. I see Helsing as, as a bigger film, as a, you know, one an hour and a half to two-hour film. And there, there really is an audience for it, and that's what I feel is the biggest thing, you know, going into it. And that's what we, you know, there's an audience for this. There's an audience for Helsing. There's an audience for, for not only the vampire genre, but to be able to take it unique and do something as unique as a steampunk setting. There, there's an audience for it, and and I believe every good film, in a sense, has a unique quality to it. But at the same time, they also follow um, a certain formula, you know, that um, that really makes everybody feel connected. And, and Helsing has that, and I think people are really going to be surprised when they see it and see the unique quality that we gave it. Um, obviously, with the amazing talent of Jason Sievers and his crew and what they're able to create visually, um, intermixed with the workings of uh, Will Hurst um, and his ability to uh, to write a great story and develop characters, and hope with my ability to guide my actors, you know, the three of us together can work with our crew and uh, deliver a product that we know is going to be remembered. Do you have anything to add to that, Hal? No, I think that was very well said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the luck. <laughs> <laughs> he gave a kudos to everybody and, and the crew and everything. So it's, it's wonderful that you think so highly of the people around you. Definitely. I, I knew that's that's one thing I, I kind of uh, – a director and a storyteller is nothing without his crew. A crew is everything. At the end of the day, if you're by yourself as a director, you know, you're just a guy with an idea. But it's the people that you surround yourself with, not just the actors, but the people behind the camera, the people that are putting in the work, the people that show up every day on set at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, to help you build a set and just to work the 12 or 13-hour days, especially, as we all know, in the Arizona heat. It's those people that help bring, wow. you know, make film a reality. And that's, you know, you're nothing without your crew. And, uh, and and you're really nothing without your community. And that's why I love Arizona and the film community we have here, because we all support one another and we promote each other the best we can. And, and you know, it's a beautiful thing. Very good. 
That's uh, something. Do you have anything else to add to that, Hal, or do you want to have another question that you want to ask? Um, I only had one other question, which is a sort of a, an odd one, but uh, there was hints on the Kickstarter page at a sort of a, a comedy aspect. I mean, it doesn't look like a comedy. It looks neatly dark. <laughs> Uh, but uh, are we looking at this buddy cop thing? You know, is this going to be 48 hours with Dracula's Bride or, you know, Beverly Hills Vampire Cop or something like that? I mean, how much is the the comedy element going to get built up? Yeah. Hi, this is Will, the screenwriter. Um, yeah, no, the I hear what you're saying. And as far as the comedy goes, like, it's not so much a comedy as in, like, you know, I was even thinking uh, Bordello of Blood or uh, that horrible, horrible Dennis Miller movie. Um or Dracula Dead or Loving It. It's not so much that type of comedy. I feel like with a lot of these sort of horror thriller films where there's a lot of, like, action and a lot of scary scenes, there's an element that's gone missing, which is, you know, the real human side of it. Like, some, you know, Luke kind of is our POV character. He's not familiar with this world. So, so when he sees, like, some of these outlandish vampire things, these vampires doing, like, crazy things, he's caught off guard by it. And I feel like, most people's reaction to that isn't going to be a melodramatic, like, oh, no. It's going to be much more, they're going to have, like, a knee-jerk, maybe even funny reaction. And as far as where the comedy comes from, a lot of it is Luke and Helsing's interactions with each other. Um, like I mentioned before, it's kind of more of a buddy-cop aspect, um, where you've got kind of the old vet, Helsing, and you've got the rookie, Luke, and he's just not prepared for this world. And we figured instead of dealing with that, and like I said, a very melodramatic, dark, you know, woe is me type way. It's very much like a, you know, back and forth and quick and witty. And then also, how this is Brian, the director again. Um, the other thing, I, I very much am happy you asked that question as well, because in addition to what Will was saying with the balance, there's this film has a lot of elements to it. We knew with the Kickstarter, we introduced a little bit of a humorous side of it, and we, we see that, and we wanted it because we wanted people to laugh and enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, give them that last-minute kick with that vampire at the end of the film, where they're like, wow, that was a little jarring off offset. This film has that, and that's what makes it such a great, great film to watch. That's what makes tells me what it is, because it has every element that you could ever want in one film. We have the comedic aspect, but we have the love there as well. Um, Liz Garcia, someone I haven't been able to really talk about as well, is another actress that we have in this film, um, who's actually going to be playing um, the role of Ellie, Helsing's Dead Love. And, um, and, you know, and there's a love interest there that we see as well. We have the action side of it as well. We have the horror side of these vampires. So, you know, the dramatic side of what the story entails, it really shares a pool of all these great, great things that when they come together and they culminate into a great film, it's at the end of it, you just watch it going, wow, you, you take it away because you realize it took away every element of it. So even in the Kickstarter film, there was a little bit, I believe, of a dominance of com comedy. However, with the later, you know, with what we're going to be filming coming up and the continuation of the story, you're really going to see a balance there where it's going to tone down as much, a little bit less on the comedic side, and boost up more in the action side and the horror side with a little bit of a romance still there too. And I think it takes all those amazing things in one story. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an element there that when, they, when they're all mixed together, they, they finish with a great product. Definitely yeah, need to have well. balance. Yeah. Um, and this is Jason. Uh, and really what we're trying to do here is, you know, we just want to entertain people. And you do that in many different ways. And, you know, with this film, you know, you have this deeper story here, you have these characters, you have this wonderful thing that Ryan and Will developed, but on the other, si on the other side of this, you know, you have all this action, you have this fun, um, great-to-watch action sequences that we really hope to pull off, because, you know, going to see a film, you know, it's an experience, it's an enjoying thing, you know, for 
not just the filmmakers to make, but for the audience to watch. We really want to try and do something like that. You know, you can have a film that's entertaining, but it doesn't have to be empty. And so, you know, while we have these great moments of humor, we have these moments of action, we also do take a moment to kind of go into the character, into this world, and really delve into this fantasy, this, you know, this reality that Ryan and Will created here. And I think that's what's going to really help set this short film apart is that we're taking all these wonderful elements, you know, from film, from television series, you know, these great expansive stories and putting into this little short film and balancing in such a way, you know, that you can be entertained one moment, but, you know, really think the next. And so that's something we really want to try and do with Helsing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Art of War Pictures, uh, what else have they done in the past? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Art the the company Art of War Art of War Pictures. You've done uh, other. Right. Art of, yes, um, Art of War Pictures is is my production company that I actually um, own with uh, Sage Greenwald and Nate Hales, and we are a young, fresh production company, kind of coming into our own. Helsing is one of our first bigger scoped films in that regard. We did um, another short for the 48 Hour Film Challenge, uh, IFP Challenge um, as well where we uh, shot a little short called Joe that was one of our first marks. And then we um, recently had uh, had the privilege of working with Hunter Lewis, um, who's another student at SEC on another short we called The Deal um, as well. And so this housing is really one of our first standalone films um, that is coming to you from Art of War Pictures. But Art of War Pictures itself, you know, we are an LLC and a, and a growing a nonprofit production company. We just want to make films to make films. And, and um, you know, we'd hope uh, as a growing company, as young filmmakers, that uh, you know, we can grow in that regard. And you'll be seeing a lot more working work coming from us in the next year as well. Started housing is really just the launching point for what Art of War Pictures is about. That sounds great. That's definitely an interesting way to get started. Uh, didn't notice that your your vampires were 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 really liking the crunching noises that they were making with <laughs> as they were chewing on someone's neck. Uh, I thought that was an interesting way of, of dealing with the sound effects. Yes, we we have a very good um, solely uh, fully effect. Uh, you know, Michael Mukney and uh, Colin uh, Carter are both two of our uh, operators in regards to our uh, our musical sound end of it, and they. Uh, you know, when I when speaking to them about it, we really wanted to to be able to you know to kind of hone in on that and give a unique sound to vampires that intermixes. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. My vision of this is really layers, you know, and not only layers of characters and you know, but also obviously layers within sounds, literally. <laughs> so you know, stacking <laughs> sounds on each other and kind of giving someone you know a different approach and unique concept and look of that sound and that you know it really helps define the animalistic side. Um, to a vampire, that's you know, true. and, it, and uh, there's no unique way to put it. And that's what I like. I like when you walk away going, what does it sound like? And you're like, I don't really have an exact amount. <laughs> these aren't just really just vampires who are drinking blood. I mean, these are like vicious creatures. You know, it's not like drinking a Slurpee. We don't want to be hearing that on a film, you know. We, we really want rich sound, you know. That's something that's gruesome that, you know, if you if you just close your eyes and listen to it, then it's just like, oh, oh, mm, Oh, I know, I know. You know, but that's like, well, maybe I should open my eyes because, it's probably not as bad as I'm thinking, and then you see Autumn's wonderful makeup, and you realize, oh, I'm gonna. It is I'm bad. <laughs> it's just as bad yeah. as I thought. Not even worse. <laughs> Poor young girls and their makeup is oh so sad. No, it's 
you know, and that's really what the unique thing about it is. Um, another unique approach, one other thing I do want to mention um, that I think is really going to set the film apart is is we do have a few surprises in store for people, and um, especially with this film coming up. And one of the big ones is with our main um, antagonist, Moria. Um, we are going to be showing literally a different side of her in this film and, and really kind of going back to the lineage of when she became a vampire and giving you something that you've never seen before. There's going to be a unique look to these vampires that goes beyond the yellow eyes and the sharp fangs and the claws. We're going even further, and even further than the blood factor. We we are going to introduce you with another element that I oh, I don't want to give it away because it's a surprise, but it's, let, let rest assured there's going to be something done in this film that when everyone that watches it and everyone that donates this product is going to, is going to look at themselves and go, I'm glad I did because what we have in store for you and what you to see is something that has never really been ever attempted of any other kind of concept or look at what a vampire can look like. And we are going to give it to you. And that's what really is going to separate. That really is what is going to separate Helsing from anything else you've ever seen. Not just the steampunk genre of it. Not just the fact that it carries every other different element intermixed in one film. Or, you know, it's not the fact that it just has such depth with character. But with these vampires especially, we want to bring you something that has never been attempted before. So, as I said, we gave you a taste of Helsing in our Kickstarter film. But rest assured, the full course and meal is coming along. And when you're done watching it, you're going to be full. <laughs> And, you know, to speak on that, you know, the different look of the vampires, one of the things that got me excited when uh, Brian came to me to talk to me about the script was the different direction he was taking them. I mean, a lot of vampires, you know, the problem with a lot of the movies is that vampires have kind of lost their intimidation factor. They've lost part of what makes them scary. And when Ryan was talking to me about, you know, what he wanted to see in the script, it got me excited because it made the vampires scary and intimidating again. They're an actual threat. And that's something that's slowly, slowly been kind of lost in the lure that we've seen. And so it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's an exciting thing. And, and as you know, Patty, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mark Greenwald is going to be coming in as well. Sage Greenwald's father, one of the producers of my film, Mark Greenwald is a well, well-known body painter within Arizona. He does phenomenal work. And I'm very yes, honored and privileged that he will be joining us on this product, uh, on this project to help us create this concept of what I'd like to show you in addition to having Autumn Lewis there. So, I've got such a strong team, and I'm so blessed and lucky to be able to have great, not only just great filmmakers, but great friends who all together, you know, want to finish off strong and make a great product. So rest assured, you're going to be very, very uh, thrilled, surprised, and, uh, and satisfied when this production is over what we're able to give you. Definitely, and you were talking about giving us something different uh, to see. Also, you were giving something else different to hear. Uh, which is something that, it, again, uh, the sound, the noises that you're making, uh, is, it, it definitely made me flinch and go like, oh, man. <laughs> That's not something you usually like to, to think about. This should yeah. if, you don't, if you don't get one person, can you just get one? <laughs> no, so that, yeah, absolutely. We, we appreciate that. Thank you. You're just waiting for the slurpy sounds when they stick a straw in the neck, aren't you, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm sure. I think we've seen that before somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this like, is this is the fair. unhappy male with a with a really slurpy. Yeah. Last <laughs> Circle K, you know, I guess that's something similar. But or you could just give your money to us and not buy a slurpy. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That everyone you, know, you got to buy them the Slurpee. That way they can they can make a, a, a different sound other than the crunchy noises. That's great. Uh, this is yeah. funded off of Slurpee funds. Thank you, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you see, I got to drop Patty, but I got to drop Patty. So thanks for having me on. Thanks for bringing filmmakers onto the onto the show. That's great. Thank you, sir. We appreciate Thank it you for your time. Very nice to see you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, well. Looking forward to seeing it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Looking forward to showing Bye. it to you. Thank you, Hal. We did have one other caller, and that person had dropped off while we were in the middle of the interlude. Um, and, of course, we have a person, if they want to call in now, we'll definitely get that right up here. They may have not been able to hold on, though. But then again, oh, they might have just been, it's very very hard to know whether or not they were just listening or uh, they just didn't want, as soon as I said, uh, you know, get you, to you in a minute, they all of a sudden dropped off, so maybe they didn't want to, didn't want to say anything. Uh, so people get, get, get you know, shy. Maybe. Yeah. That could be. Maybe, hopefully we answered their question, but, but caller, if you're out there, please call. Please. Oh, it's Will. Will's been dialing from his pocket. I'm sorry. Come on, Will. I'm sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to call He's calling in with disguising voices like, I don't know who your screenwriter is, but he sounds so dreamy on the phone. (laughs) I had a mother do that once. I I was interviewing, I was interviewing this, uh, uh, an actor out of California and uh, he was, he's in a couple of horror movies and, and television shows. And I had interviewing him. All of a sudden his mother called him. And uh, and she's just she's asking him questions and and he just starts he breaks down and starts laughing, uh, and says says I can't keep this up, this roof up, mom. Got to stop. <laughs> so you never know who you're gonna get. <laughs> she did have some great. She got some great great questions though. So some things that you know, I didn't know about him. Probably some things that you know he probably didn't want us to know about him. <laughs> And that's a, yeah, no, I absolutely understand. It's it's love, and that's the great thing about support too. It's like my mom, uh, when she saw the Kickstarter film, the, her reaction at the end of it, she looks at me and she's like, "Oh, it's it's like a real movie." Like, it is a real movie, mom. <laughs> I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> oh, how cute! Look at him out there. It looks like a real movie. Like, it is a real movie. No, it's super great, right? Oh, so gotta gotta love the parents. So I gotta definitely give a shout out to both parents because I think it's safe to say all of us filmmakers wouldn't be anywhere here without the support of our parents. We appreciate that. <laughs> yes, true. That's true. Uh, and parents do help, and and it's funny that they don't consider it to be real until until like it's right there in front of them. Uh, they don't understand the creative process. I think. Yeah, it, it, I, I definitely agree with you on on that one as well. My mom's the same way. She's. Like, oh, that's cool, you and your friends making, that's cute, you know, making your films. I'm like, you know, I'm going to school for this. Uh, you know, the bigger, we tell her, yeah, Mom, we're shooting on, I, I got to shoot on the red. She's like, that's that's great, that's cute. That's, you know, back in my day, we <laughs> my dad always told me that one, so I can understand. But we are, once again, we are fortunate enough, as far as the equipment we have, thank, very thankful to SEC um, and the school that we have, you know, being able to have such great equipment, say the art, um, that, uh, you know, we're able to bring you such a great product. So, we do appreciate that as well. Well, we got another caller. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you have a question for us? Or just want to no. uh, kind of join in on the camaraderie here? Uh, I just want to know if you guys have any plans for the 4th of July. Okay. Plans for the 4th of July? Oh, wait here. Very funny. Well, he's a comedian. No, um, we do actually. I'm gonna myself. I'm gonna be taking uh, 
I'm going to be heading on down to Tempe to watch the fireworks. I just got done having a great barbecue with my family. Um, and so uh, I myself will be doing that. Will, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to be meeting up with my family as well later tonight at some point. What about you, Jason? Family. Family man. Family men. Family men. I think we can all agree. We're all family men. We don't have kids, though, but we are family men. Jason kind of sounded like he was lying when he was talking about his family, so I call that into question. (laughs) He's just family one too many times. And uh, what what actually, what are you going to be doing, ma'am? Well, I'm probably just going to be barbecuing, but I'm not really sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm already at my parents'. (laughs) I'm at my parents'. I'm actually doing the show from my parents' house, so... Uh, I, I said, yeah, I, I can have dinner with you, but then I'm doing a show, too. Is that okay? <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Well, we we ate already. We ate already, and then uh said, well, we'll have the dessert later. So that's always something to look forward to. Says, oh, well, we I got... we got. I have a question for Wiz, if you Oh, sure, go ahead. Sounds so dreamy. Well, nothing's more dreamy than the 4th of July, a real American spirit, you know. It's it's good good way to be good. Brought it around. We're good. We're good. America. America's dreamy. Post that on the billboards. That's it. You heard it right there. Hells and crew. You stay dreamy, America. Hopefully hopefully they heard that because their line dropped off. So uh, Uh, get you guys. I'm sure you... You know what? We'll got... But Will got your dreamy line. Will, you got the dreamy line. Will got it. You chew through the line. What did I say about that, guys? No chewing on the lines. (laughs) There you go. Uh, The person I believe what had dropped off here. Let me see this. This is a new one. 0236. Hello. Hello. You're on. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I was just uh, listening to your program about the, uh, the vampire movie. It sounds really cool. I was just curious what uh, what you guys thought was going to be the uh, the difference between this one and, and like a, a lot of other vampire movies that are coming out these days. That, and then like if we did want to try to help out with your cause, is it do you still have a Kickstarter or is it too late to uh, oh, to get involved? It's true. No, we really Actually, appreciate that. Yeah, the the actual link is if you scroll down a little bit on the chat, there's a purple uh, area that says uh, the it says Kickstarter. Let me see what's scroll up here. Um, yeah, Kickstarter.com/slash/projects/slash/art-of-war/slash/Helsing. But if you click on it, it's already clickable, so it'll go directly to their Kickstarter. Excellent, excellent. When do they uh, plan on starting filming? Well, guys, we, we, have, we have a little bit of film interaction we're doing coming up this July, and then a lot more coming around toward the end of July to August is when we're really pushing pushing for it. So that's going to be our primary dates for filming that we have. Like I said, we got a good crew, and you know, we really wanted to try and do it in the summer as well because, you know, a lot of SEC students have time off in the summer, and, uh, you know, and obviously we're all film hungry. So we get bored, we want to we want to film, 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 film. So that's, that's our hope in that regard. And um, in the answering to your question as far as what's going to make this film different, um, I'm glad you asked that, Paula. Um, basically, really what it really comes down to is, obviously we have our vampires, you know, animalistic side, but with the element of steampunk, you know, and the genre of taking place in today's time, 
we're going to be giving you a story that's unlike anything you've ever been told before. You know, it's, it's got every element, as we said, you know, with horror and comedy and a, and a dabble of love and action, you know, and, and with all these different elements together, they make such a great product, but at the same time, there's such a driving following. You know, you really feel for these characters, and that's something that I think a lot of films out there lack when it comes to the vampire aspect is, is the feel for characters. You're kind of there waiting for people just to get bitten, and that's it. And with this film, you know, each character themselves is so unique, and they bring such an interesting and unique concept of element to what they are and what film they have that they they define themselves in that regard. And people, you know, people that watch the film can relate to that. And I think that's something that you lack a lot of with characters is the relationship there. And with Van Helsing, you know, in this film, you're going to not only see the brutal side of how he is a vampire, but at the same time, you are going to see a, a more vulnerable side to him. And same with Will, or with Luke, excuse me. You're, you're going to see growth in Luke's character of who he is. And you're going to see an, uh, an animalistic side of these vampires, but at the same time, it's mixed with an element of seduction. There's so many different aspects that come into play that when you leave, you go, wow, it was a 30-minute short, and their gauge and the range of what we got was so high in that regard. So it's, you know, and then um, I think Jason even actually okay. had something to add on to that. Yeah, um, so, you know, when I first was, you know, telling people that I knew friends and family that this was a project I was working on, they asked me, you know, what's it about? You know, I mentioned, well, you know, it tells the story of Dr. Van Helsing. They're like, oh, you know, vampires. Hasn't, haven't vampires been done before? But, you know, the thing is, it's not the story you tell really that matters. It's how you tell it. And that's what Helsing really is trying to focus on. You know, the story of Dr. Van Helsing is a story that's pretty, you know, well-known. But the way that we're telling it and the way, you know, how we shoot it, how we're writing it, you know, how the story's coming together, how we're portraying the vampires and all these other elements is something that we're hopefully, you know, is really going to make it stand out and it's unique because, again, you know, it's how we're telling the story that's really going to set it apart. Because you look at Hollywood and you see these films, you know, using the same kind of, you know, plot points all the time. But, you know, the difference between a good film that you've seen before in a great film that you haven't seen anything like it is again, you know, comes down to the filmmakers, you know, how they told that story and the stylistic choices that they made, you know, when it comes to the cinematography, the sound design, the soundscape, the makeup, the art. And again, you know, with Helsing, I feel confident that we really have those certain aspects locked down into something that's truly unique and special that's really going to, you know, when you watch this, you're not going to look at this and see, like, oh, just another telling of Van Helsing. It's like, wow, this is the story of Van Helsing that I've been wanting to see. Hmm. What, about, uh, what about gratuitous nudity or violence? Can we count on that? <laughs> that's you know, a big plus for him, apparently. <laughs> I can tell you with this film, um, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, every element introduced to it. And there is a lot of action in this film. And there needs to be. You know, there needs to be a constant movement. And that's really what I think the story we really want to tell. Um, you know, Jason and his crew, um, you know, and what they're able to pull off on camera, not only with lighting, but in terms of the movements of what we're going to be doing, the story's never really going to settle. And that's what we want people to feel. We want, them to, we want to take them on a thrill ride, a journey into this film that, as things are happening, you feel like you're really there. And, and in that regard, and you, um, at the same time, you know, that's going to be a lot of things with this action and the way that we want to play this film. And I think Jason actually can elaborate a little bit more as well on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you watch a film, you know, a film that is like, you know, 90 minutes, maybe longer, you know, you don't sit there and like think, you know, like, oh, wow, that was two hours, you know. Hopefully the film did its job. You weren't really paying attention to the time, you know. Time just kind of disappeared, okay. and you were very much in the moment. And so we're hopefully, you know, going to try and do that with Hogan, you know. Earlier, we was just asked, you know, 
aren't you concerned about a film that's going to be like 20 to 30 minutes in length? But, you know, while it is going to be, you know, a longer, short film, our goal is, you know, you know, when you're watching a feature film, a 20-minute scene just burns away like that. And we really hope, you know, hopefully with Helsing, it's the same thing, you know, with all this action, with this humor, with this, um, you know, balance of, you know, character, story, and entertainment. We're hoping that by the end of the film, when the credits start to roll, you're like, wow, that was great. And then you look at the time, you're like, wow, you know, it's already been, you know, 30 minutes. You know, I, I thought I just started this film five minutes ago. <laughs> <clears throat> That's great, did he well, got I was just going to say, with the passion of uh, all of the crew, it sounds like it's going to be a, uh, a great show with uh, some high production value. I'm, I'm anxious to see it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off. I'll let somebody else get, get on. Oh, great. Thank, Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a great day. <laughs> and, of course, you guys can still continue to listen, even if you're not even if you're not on the phone with us. That We definitely have one other person on here, and we wanted to get to them. Uh, are you still there? Nine five nine zero. Yes, I am. I I wanted just to, to let everyone know I had seen the trailer. I'm really impressed by the caliber of the talent of uh, the gentleman that you have on your show. And I'm just curious, when the film is done, where where am I going to be able to to watch the entire film once Helsing's completed? Very good question. Um, with Helsing, you know, we really hope to be able to get a product and have a finalized film. Obviously, we know we have editing and things of that sort, um, you know, with this film, what we're really hoping to push for is we're trying to plan for really more of an October um, is really when we hope to get it kind of finalized and done. Um, and with that around Halloween, for obvious reasons, we love the horror vampire aspect. Um, this film will really launch officially. It's going to be around October, but as I said, we're hoping to put it more into festivals at first um, and then within time um, be able to kind of put it online and stream it as well. But if you back, you know, on Kickstarter, one of the tiers of the rewards is, you know, you get a hard copy <laughs> and a digital download of the film. And so, you know, yeah, we're going to be going on the festival circuit with this, hopefully. But if you, you know, support the project pledge to Helsing, you're going to be able to get a copy of it um, ready to view um, before anyone else gets a chance to see it. And so, you know, as soon as we're done with the film, the project's finalized and we start submitting to festivals, you know, if you back the project, count on, you know, getting an opportunity to see it yourself, you know, on your TV screen at home or, you know, on your computer screen. You won't have to worry about, you know, loading times on browsers or anything like that. You're going to be able to get a copy of it, you know, and see it, you know, wherever it is most convenient for you. That's oh, a great, that's, that's great. a great there. I'd be um, really happy to buy it in DVD even. So thanks. I appreciate that. Your moms must be really proud of all of you. Our mothers are, you know, we, that's definitely, um, I know my, my mom in particular, you know, she, um, she's definitely um, a large supporter of what I do and she's the reason I'm, am where I am. So I can understand that hundred percent. And, you know, I, I definitely, we, we shout out to the parents when it comes back because they are really the ones who, uh, who help, you know, they're the ones that as cliche as it might sound, like they're the ones that tell you that your dreams can come true, you know, and, and we are hungry film students and we do have a passion, but that passion came from people that raised us to know that you need to go out there and get what you want. And uh, that's what we're doing. Wow. Definitely. I mean, oh, just well, let thanks. you know that uh, you can yeah, give a pledge ahead. for twenty five, twenty five or fifty dollars. Definitely will get you a DVD from them. So uh, definitely, they could use anybody's backing. But it's you know, that's twenty five is not too much to uh, be able to get you a DVD as well. Uh, you know, that's what's cool about Kickstarter is that you get something out of your pledge. So uh, definitely should take a look at the Kickstarter and see if you know what you can do. That'd be terrific to help oh, them I out. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to contribute to that, and, and uh, I'm going to talk as many of my friends as I can into it, too. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate your time. Good luck, guys. Thank you so much. Thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. We're trying to get, get you guys exposure so that way, you know, they'll take a look at your Kickstarter and say, hey, you know, I can get this DVD. Uh, you know, twenty five, fifty dollars. I can help them out and, and get a DVD, and and so I know what they, you know, finished product is, and uh, that's what we're here. So we're here trying to get get for you more exposure. Well, really, you know, we're just hoping to connect with our audience here because, again, as filmmakers, we're making things to entertain other people, and you know, we don't just do it for ourselves. We do it for the people who get to watch it afterwards, and so you know. Yeah. Things with like Kickstarter, you know, crowdfunding, uh, part of the reason why we're going with this route is because, you know, there's no better platform out there than, you know, Kickstarter to go and try and connect to your audience, you know, because you have the Hollywood way of doing things where you find an independent investor, venture, venture capitalist, someone who will invest in your film and, you know, help it get made. Um, but that way of filmmaking is kind of changing, and Kickstarter really is bringing about this change because, you know, in the end, it is about making what the audience wants to see. And, you know, when we go directly to the people who hopefully, you know, are going to be watching our film, you know, when they donate to this, when they pledge to this uh, project, you know, what they're really doing is, you know, they're giving money to something that they want to see. They're supporting projects and films that they want to see made. And, you know, hopefully exactly. we can deliver with that. And so really that's what we're really hopefully, you know, trying to do here. At the end of the day, you know, we want to get this film made not just for ourselves but for the people to be able to watch it. Definitely, definitely, and that's well said. That's uh, that is the idea. Also, the fact that Kickstarter, as well as the crowdfunding, has become a marketing tool for many, many of the creative types, you know, who are out there trying to get their projects seen. Uh, it's not so much that you know they're, they're looking for money. That that's just a terrific thing. But they're also it's the exposure, the fact that you know, especially with Kickstarter, that they they get this information out to so many more people than we could possibly ever you know get you as far as uh, being in front of your your project and taking a look at it and being able to say, hey, you know, when that comes out, I want to see it. Uh, so uh, it's it's a it's a it become a very interesting marketing tool. Yes, I, I agree, and that's that's really what it comes down to, and it's a great, beautiful thing because it's really it's artists supporting artists, and and that's what you really want to see. You know, it's everyone that's out there helping everybody else, you know, because everyone shares that same passion for whatever it is, be it somebody who's trying to make a novel, a comic book, a record, or a film. You know, it's it's artists supporting artists. And not just artists. I mean, you also have things, you know, like people who are inventing new tools and things for people to use, you know, even like pen manufacturers are going to things like Kickstarter. Again, because it goes back to, you know, in the end, when you make anything, whether it's a creative venture or whether it's something more, you know, more tangible, more applicable to daily life, you know, you're making it for the customer. And uh, Kickstarter, again, is a great way to make things for people because the only way to get funded is if somebody wants to see it made. And um, if people want to see it made... You know we have an audience for it, and um, so when it is, you know, finally put into production, you know that there's people there to, you know, watch it, see it, listen to it, or use it. Definitely true, definitely true, and and, and uh, I, you know, I for one think that crowdfunding programs are are just really phenomenally important right now. 
with the economy, you know, being the way it is, and uh, here we still need to get this creative, uh, creative stuff out there. And we're not asking for much money for any individual person. What we're asking for is a little bit from different people who want to see this project to get out and uh, and support it and support it in a small way uh, that will help, you know, boost our economy overall. Definitely couldn't agree more. Yeah, me as well. I absolutely agree. So, any other things that you agree to? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, speaking of timing, you know, we've already gone way over one hour, which is fine. So, I, if anybody else has any, you know, things they want to say, uh, now's the time to call in because, as if you wait too long, I might, I might go ahead and end the episode, and then you'll miss your opportunity. But if they're going to get a hold of you, how are we going to do it? Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, there's a couple of ways we have it. Obviously, Facebook, yeah, Helsing, uh, the movie on Facebook. Um, we also have it as a hashtag on our on our uh, Instagram as well, hashtag Helsing the movie. Um, in addition to that, we have uh, both our Kickstarter page, our Instagram page, and we also have um, our Facebook page. So we have those three elements uh, of ways that you can get a hold of us. Um, and then um, in addition to that, you know, also, you know, when you go onto our Facebook or Instagram, you're going to be able to, you know, keep up with the production as we move forward with this. You know, you're going to be seeing behind-the-scenes photos from the sets. You know, you're going to be getting up-to-date information as we move forward with this project. So, you know, you keep in the know, and uh, you're kind of part of this uh, journey with us, you know, along the way as we create housing. There you go. And that's, of course, just an important part of, uh, getting information out is how do we get a hold of you, that kind of thing. That way, after we say goodbye, somebody will definitely be able to uh, you know, find you later. As once uh, the show's gone, the chat leaves, but we still have it. So you guys, is, I have it right on the information for your show. So anyone can find it again if, they're, if they lost it, then go right back to the show at any time because this is one of those gifts that keep on giving because it goes into archive mode. And anybody can go back and listen to it. So uh, well, we appreciate it's, that. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> that very much. And we and we want to push for that. You know, Facebook especially has been such a phenomenal source for us to really reach out to our people. And, and we ask is when you go to our Facebook page, like us. Please like us. You can get those updates. We're close to 500 likes at this point, and we are so truly blessed and so appreciative. The whole Helsing crew and family is that we have people out there that just as simple as clicking just a like button, you know, to just show us that you care you're interested, you want to stay in touch, that just means so much to us in its own right, you know, and, and our goal as a housing crew, you know, we want to raise more likes, we want to try and get to that goal of a thousand people is my goal, and we're almost halfway there, you know, and, and there's such a huge following of great, great people out there, and such a great community of people, and, you know, really, once again, I'm just, we're all so blessed and fortunate, and from the housing crew, we really thank you for that, because if it was not for those people to help support us and drive us, you know, they're they're part of the reason of why we're pushing for housing and getting what we're getting done, you know, and you know, and that means the world to us. That is, and of course, we think your project is 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 definitely something we want to see. Um, I happen to know Mark Greenwald. He's a he's a friend of mine, and going to cons, and he's uh, done his body painting for our conventions, uh, you know, Leprechaun for for years now. So uh, yeah, Mark, he's just one of those that like to go out and help other other projects and other artists. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's that's the way it should be done. You know, people are helping people. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Very well said, Patty. So, now we know how to get a hold of you. We know about your project. We're very excited to see what's gonna, what you guys are going to come up with. 
And uh, I definitely want to be there at the end when you guys get it done. So, uh, you know, keep me in the loop. Let me know how you're doing, and I'll be oh, checking oh, on no. you. But... Oh, Patty. Oh, Patty. Someone <laughs> just got themselves a poster, okay? Someone just got themselves a signed poster. Unfortunately, it's going to be of Will, our screenwriter. He wants to send you a picture of himself. So I know I'm kidding. You're going to get it. It's 18 by 24. It's 18 by 24. It's a big picture. A absolutely. We we greatly appreciate that as well, and everything. Yeah, and for you taking the time even to help us, you know, you you um definitely, you know, um are just you're exactly, you know, you are you practice what you preach, and that's great. You know, it's, it's people helping people, and we appreciate that from your end. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You know, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Thank no you. problem. Thank no you. problem at all. That's a, hey, you guys came in on a holiday, and I, I you know appreciate your time. Uh, I know how it is, so you, you want to go see with your family, and, and I definitely want you to, too, so that way uh, you give back something to your family <laughs> who has given you something. So uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's what we're here about. That's what we're here for. And uh, I wish you guys a lot of luck. I know that you, you'll, you're you going to do it one way or the other, you know, uh, but, of course, I, I really want to see you guys succeed in getting uh, the money because that will help you. And it'll help get to put you know your your movie even better than what what you already have it, so that's good. Absolutely, absolutely. And once again, I'd like to thank you. You know, from the entire Helsing crew, I know everyone was really excited as well when we had this opportunity. So a special thank you to you again and to Mark uh, Greenwald as well um, for assisting us in this. You know, we uh, we're excited to give you guys a great story. And as you said, it, it's happening no matter what. This film is going to get made. Helsing is going to come to life. And I promise everybody listening, you will not be disappointed. We won't let you down. And with that, we're going to say goodbye for the night. All right. We well, have yourself right. a happy fourth, Patty. Thank you so much again. Thanks. Really. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Bye, Ryan. Bye, crew. Keep it dreamy, <laughs> America. Keep it dreamy. Bye. Bye. And with that, we're so very happy to have uh, you know, all the guys on today uh, supporting their you know what they would love to do, and you guys should take definitely take a look at uh, at the Kickstarter to find out how you can give a little bit to help them. And with that, I'm also going to mention again one more uh, Kickstarter, and that's the a man who's trying to go to Finland or bust, uh, and that is on the youcaring.com. It's a free online fundraising uh, community. He is in a different country, and he's trying to get to Finland so he can work and help a friend with a brand new business. So definitely give him a look. And again, it is takes a little bit of help, but he definitely needs you know visa and travel insurance and and obviously the flight uh, passport and all the things that you have to get in order to be able to go into a different country. So take a look at it and see how you can help out. Now with that, I wish you guys all a wonderful Fourth of July. And I'm going to be back on next Tuesday. Uh, we've got two more shows next week. Next Tuesday is uh, another author, and he lives in the Tucson area. And take a look at the information on uh, on my page. That way you can see more about James Gurley and his uh, different, uh, his, all different types of books that he's, he's been writing and short stories. Very prolific man. He's been writing since 2004. And he has several dozen uh, short stories and almost a dozen books at this point. So, you know, take a look at that and be with us on the same time by 30 p.m. on next Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we've got a, another show 
that one's going to be a uh, in some uh, publicity for uh, coppercon.org. This coppercon is coming up here in August, and uh, one of their guests of honors is a historian, and she's going to be on talking to us on uh, next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. as well. So take a look at those interesting uh, shows for next week. And until then, you guys have a great weekend. This is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWAD Radio signing out.